Hi everyone and welcome to the Wise Owl Muses. I'm your host Shakya and this podcast explores various topics from self-development to personal issues and anything and everything that I find interesting and would like to share with you, my audience. Now this week we're looking at an interesting topic, but one that I must admit is a little out of my comfort zone. We're looking at girlfriends, boyfriends, and parents. So to start off, Apache, how old were you when you had your first girlfriend? I'm, I'm very, very glad that you're not asking this question before you became an adult. Um, and it's kind of um, okay to answer it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it was just before O-Level, so I would have been about 15 years old, and I think she was about 13. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I didn't expect it to, you to be so young. <laughs> well, I don't think 15 was young. I, I, I had friends who had girlfriends before that, um, so I, I think I was slightly better. But yes, looking back at it, it, it was relatively young. But hey. Yeah, they say, you know, love is a queer thing. But do you think there's a right time and a right age in which you should commit to a relationship? No, I don't honestly think so. I mean, it's 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 a it happens when it happens. Um, if you fall in love, you fall in love. Um, I, I honestly don't think that one can predict that. Um, I, I, I was in the we had a we had a a college fair um and all my friends and I, we were all walking around and there was this girl who came to our stall i liked her instinctively i think she liked me instinctively because i asked her out um a couple of days later and she said yes and that was it right and 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 it and and so it unfolds so i i honestly don't think there is something called a right age for it. Um, it's good if you're slightly older, but that's in retrospect. Uh, I can afford to philosophize in retrospect. But I must be um, conscious of the fact that you are asking this on a public forum uh, where people will be listening in. So let me qualify that statement by saying it's a personal opinion. It's my personal opinion. and different parents will have different perspectives to this and you need to be respectful of that. So given that you asked me the question, I honestly don't think that you can prescribe an age and say, okay, after 18, you're okay to have girlfriends and boyfriends. And, but before that, you shouldn't. Um, there is wisdom in saying that you need to be mature enough to know what you're getting yourself into. Having said that, I honestly don't think anyone can control love, right? It happens when it happens. And um, if you feel strongly towards someone, well, then you act on it, don't, don't act on it. But it's a very, very personal choice. And I don't think, honestly, there is such a thing as a right age to be getting into a relationship. In that case, if at 16, I had found a boyfriend, would you have been okay with it? Too late to ask that question now, Angel. So 
little too late you are 18 now so <laughs> i can afford to say anything i want to say now because i don't have to deal with the consequences of it right um so it's one it's it's one thing to kind of say something on air because you are 18 now going on 19 and if i i i can honestly say anything i want to say because i know it it's not going to be taken seriously enough in that context of things but let me answer it this way what what you're asking given that people are listening in and people listening into your podcast can be as young as you know 13 14 15 i think we as parents do learn many things along the way and wish that our children don't necessarily make the same mistakes we made now i honestly don't think that you know me having a relationship when i was um 15 years old was a mistake i i i don't think of it that way and i never will having said that it is important to understand that relationships can go horribly wrong and when it does the fallout out of it is something that is very difficult to manage and i think it's natural for any parent to not wish that for their children so being in love and it going right is is fantastic and um, i know of friends of mine who actually had girlfriends who way earlier than i did and some of them got married to their first girlfriend and um touch wood touch cool they 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 live happily ever after and i do hope that they do live happily ever after always uh, for all of time um but many weren't that lucky um in that sense um and when it kind of goes south it it can be quite hurtful so most parents who probably would have gone through something like that and it's quite traumatic when it when it happens to you when it happens to other people you philosophize about it but when it happens to you it, it can be quite traumatic why would you want to wish that for your child so i think parents instinctively tell children to be old enough and mature enough to be able to have a relationship probably because they've been through a few of those bad ones beforehand and have learned a few lessons out of it however having said that having been through it myself i know nothing my parents would have said would have ever deterred me from the relationship or pursuing it so i honestly think personally if you came at 16 and told me i have a boyfriend i probably would have told you what to look out for and make a better judgment on whether you should pursue that relationship or not rather than telling you to stop it because i think honestly looking around me that generally is never a conversation that goes well and i also believe i also believe that as young as you are you're best making your own decisions and living through its consequences and a relationship is a very personal decision to make and i don't think as a parent i personally would have deterred you from it would i have liked it would i have welcomed it with open arms to say oh jump up for joy and turn around and say my god my daughter has a boyfriend now <laughs> probably not <laughs> i i don't think i don't think any parent 
of a 16 year old is going to jump up for joy when you hear the word boyfriend uttered in a sentence if you had a daughter i honestly don't think that's going to happen i think a certain level of caution and and um um shock is going to happen but um but like i said i i think it's a personal choice to make and i would have probably sat you down and told you not to be naive about it and to be sensible about it and how to go about it versus trying to kind of tell you not to have one because again if any of my friends or me or anyone i look around me is anything to go by you would probably perceive it no matter what we said exactly so why go through it yes and if because from what i have seen and understood if somebody is in love it's highly unlikely that they would um give up on it simply because somebody else thought that it wasn't the right relationship to be in and i think even with parents it is a case but if you think that it's up to us to make our own choices that it's our lives that we must uh, make our own decisions and live with the consequences of it why object then in the first place because there's a lot of objection when it comes to a relationship isn't it well i think the objection is is fair to make because we've been there and been through it i do and like i said that. i don't think I, i i understand that but if you but if the whole purpose of us as kids trying to you know navigate through life is being able to be in certain relationships see that it didn't didn't work out and kind of learn that for ourselves uh you shouldn't be objecting in the first place isn't it yes and no but again the thing is um like i said that the issue is that as a parent we have an instinct isn't it um we we have an instinct that instinct can be right it can be wrong but the bottom line is we have an instinct to make sure that our children don't come to any harm uh, physically or emotionally and if if you want to go by statistics most relationships that start out when you're very young don't end up well knowing that statistic would we not as a parent caution you or try and if possible stop you from doing it or at least caution you about it it's a bit like i always cite this example with you right it's a bit like smoking now as a child seeing your father smoke you can always turn around and say you know what it's his choice um, he knows well enough what he's doing and and not worry about it right but as a child instinctively you want your father to live a full and wholesome life um because you you love your parents and you want what is best for your parents wouldn't you call it out wouldn't you do everything you possibly can do to stop me from smoking even though smoking probably is one of those things i truly enjoy and what happens if you take up that attitude that you're throwing at me in the same way to turn around and say look why object to it in the first place he seems to enjoy it let him do what he pleases we can't you know if you love someone deeply enough and if you feel that what that person is doing is wrong for that person you will object and that's healthy it's not a bad thing however there is a fine line i don't think 
you should impose. There is a fine line between imposing on someone and having a conversation around it. I think that conversation needs to be had. And I think it's not only expected of a parent, it's, I think, a God-given right of a parent to tell their child, especially if they see that this is going to turn south, at least to warn them of it. Otherwise, what good is a parent in the first place? Parents, I, I don't think, again, this is a very personal viewpoint. I honestly don't think that a parent should keep quiet if they see that their child is doing something wrong. What is right and wrong can be very, very different to different people. So I think you should empathize with the fact that a parent would object to it instinctively, knowing full well that most relationships that start out when you're 13, 14, 15, 16, doesn't necessarily end well. And it, it is going to cause a huge, huge amount of distraught and pain and suffering to your child. And if I can stop it and nip it in the bud, so to say, let me do that rather than going through a horrendously bad breakup. And, and lots of people suffer through it uh, for a long period of time. And some, some people never get out of it. So why do that? Why not wait until you're about 19, 20, 20, 21, 22, 25, um, when they're mature enough to be able to understand it and, and then take a call on it? True. But I think now that we're talking about it, I think we as children also have a part to play in the whole uh, parents and you know boyfriends girlfriends situation right because i think we are so uh, bent on the fact that we like the person that i don't think we'll ever give a moment to probably sit and listen to what our parents have but then again i also think that's down to the fact that we don't have enough conversations about these type of situations like boyfriends and girlfriends isn't it yes and in fact i i think um, anyone listening in should actually go to one of your first podcasts, which was around that very topic, right? About having conversations with parents. But having said that, here's the trick. I think if you have a girl or a boy that you like and you want to pursue that relationship, I think if you can impress upon your parents that it is not gonna affect your studies. Imagine you were 16 years old, I mean, which, which I was, right? So I hadn't finished my O-levels. I haven't even started on my O-levels. I'm, I'm, I'm just a year before my O-levels. And my mother freaked out, completely freaked out, and, and, and rightly so. And, and she turned around and said, no, but you haven't even done your O-levels. What are you going to do? And all of this barrage of questions came up. But I did tell her very, very sincerely that me having a girlfriend is not going to affect my studies. And I stayed true to that. Um, it didn't affect my A-levels either. It didn't affect my O-levels. It didn't affect my studies. I mean, um, I was madly in love. I pursued her with all my might and um, I would save up money and make phone calls and do all of the things that you do. But I kept that side of my life as a separate thing altogether because I knew instinctively if I muck up my studies, my parents were going to object to it really badly. And my father didn't say a word about it. I mean, he didn't say yes or no. He merely turned around and said, let's watch and see what happens. That's all he said. But I knew if my marks started coming down and if, if I was going to change in my behavior, which were causing negative effects on the other aspects of my life, that she was going to get blamed for it and the relationship was going to get blamed for it. And, and I was very conscious of that. And I think that's what you need to focus on. 
your relationship is one aspect of your life, not the be all and end all of your life. And many times when we are young, we don't necessarily draw that line. We honestly make it all consuming, right? I mean, it's everything to us. And rightly so. I mean, when you're madly in love, that's what it is like. It's everything to you. But you do need to be sensible about it to understand that that's one facet of life. And if that goes wrong, everything else can't come crumbling down. And as long as you make that a certainty, your parents will start having confidence in you to say, you know what? He or she is navigating that. Okay. I still don't think that you should be having a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but hey, at least let's give them the benefit of the doubt. That much from a child, I think you should be able to do as a child. You must be able to give confidence to your mom and dad that, that your life is not going to fall apart because of the relationship. And if you can impress upon that, then I think the conversation is a lot easier to have and people will give you a hearing. I think so too, because I guess it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's not wrong, I think, to assume that having a relationship would be a distraction because it can be one. But honestly, I think if we as children understand that we need, we have a part to play where we actually prove to our parents that we can manage both having a relationship and our studies, then they can't really point a finger at you, right? But then again, what I also think is a relationship doesn't have to be a distraction, does it? It can be two people who, yes, are definitely madly in love, but also are so ambitious that they're striving towards something together. It doesn't have to be, you know what, I'm in a relationship at the cost of my studies and whatever future ambitions that I have, isn't it? Well, yes and no, depending on the person you find. And that's the issue, right? That's the big question. So here's the thing. I think irrespective of the age you get into a relationship, it it can go south. And the one thing you need to understand that is that relationships require time and effort. Um, to, to, to work out. I, I don't think there is anything called the right person. Um, all of us are wrong in our own way. and But we can be right for each other. I think that is a distinction you need to make. And if you're getting into a relationship, you need to find someone who, who is not just compatible, but is supportive of the kind of thing that you want to do. Now, I think that is the part we miss. The chemistry works and, and, and we stopped there. Chemistry is one aspect of it. And the chemistry must be there. Otherwise, what's the point? I mean, you're not, your head is not in the clouds. And if you don't feel that way, I think it's sad being in a relationship and not being a little oozy about it, you know? Um, and cheesy as it may sound, I, I, I think it's important. It's a wonderful part of life. Now, even if you are 16 years old or whatever age you're in, you imagine finding someone who makes you feel a little heavy-headed um, without having consumed alcohol, um, but at the same time, will sit down with you and, and, and study with you because he or she you know, um, has interest in that as well. Imagine sitting down and kind of um, knowing that you are interested in speech craft and things like that. Imagine sitting down and giving feedback about the speeches you make. That, that's a very, very wonderful, wholesome thing to have. And who better than to bounce off ideas than the person that you're in love with? And I think that is important. 
So it's not a question of whether it is a distraction or not. It becomes a distraction only if you're not working towards the same path or the same goal on, on, on things that interest you. So I think as much as being madly in love, it is important for you to be able to understand that if it is a relationship that you're going to pursue, it needs to augment you as a person. And you need to be able to augment the other person as well. Both needs to get augmented. So I think the moment that happens, you both start blossoming. And I think that's where it really comes into fruition. I personally think that is what we miss. We only look at one aspect of it, which is the chemistry and the whole, you know, romanticism that goes along with it. But if you're wise, irrespective of your age, you will focus on the romanticism and how it actually augments you as a person. And when the two of them mix, I think it's wonderful. And genuinely, I think that would help you in your studies rather than distract you from your studies. Because imagine if your boyfriend turns around and says, hey, you know what, have you done your assignments? Let me take a look at it. Um, you have not done your referencing right. Um, here are some of the mistakes I found. Here are some of the questions I needed you, know, you to fill up because I think it's um, you know, not quite there yet. Imagine if you're a sports person who, you, know, you find a person who, who likes sports as much as you, who, who will give you tips um, and who will kind of you know, help you along the way. It becomes a very, very wholesome thing to have. So it doesn't have to be a distraction. It can be an augmentation and it should be an augmentation. I have the same opinion as well. Obviously, I can't tell from the perspective of in a being in a relationship, you know, how you would augment each other. But I think that's something fundamental for any relationship. Because even with my friends, what I realized is that um, my friends are so passionate about what they want to do, but they're also at the same time passionate about what I want to do. So they'll push me. Now, my friend and I, we actually exercise together. We are both um, not particularly fit, but the both of us are adamant on becoming these fit, strong, you know, toned ladies that we push each other to do it. So we call each other. We are like, how's four o'clock today? These are the workouts that we have to do today. And honestly, I find myself pushing myself a lot harder uh, simply because I have someone who's pushing me and someone who's all, and I need to push her too towards achieving that goal. So I think that augmentation is an important part in any relationship. But here's the other thing. Now, sometimes we, going back to what we spoke of at the beginning about parents uh, giving us advice on a relationship simply because they don't want us to make the same mistakes. I guess at some point in your life, if I mean, if you're lucky enough, you won't go through it. But if there is a breakup, if you do break up with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, shouldn't parents be supporting you and saying, you know what, it's okay, as opposed to saying, you know what, I told you so. You made a horrible mistake. <laughs> yes, you should. But again, <laughs> herein lies the issue, right? I mean, you will only empathize with these things when you're in the same predicament. It's, it's very easy to philosophize about things, um, looking at it from the outside. When you're in it, it's a whole different ballgame. I think the most natural thing to happen is for you to vent out. Um, you see your son or daughter in pain. You see your son or daughter, uh, you know, eyeballing themselves and, 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 being absolutely hurt 
and you get hurt with it. Um, you feel the pain, right? I mean, if you love your children, whatever that hurts them hurts you too. And you don't like to see them in that. And the instinctive reaction to that is to say, I told you so. Because you tried your level best to stop this from happening. And, um, you know, so I, I honestly think you need to again empathize with this situation with parents because I think we are also human, right? We're not superhuman. We're not, we're not people who have attained, you know, nirvana or some form of spirituality. I think what parents need to learn, though, is to go beyond that. It's all right to blurt out, I told you, so I, <clears throat> I knew this was a bad idea and all of that and vent it out. Parents need to vent out as much as children. But having done that, I think it's important to support the child through it and be able to, and, and here's the thing, it's not to sympathize with the child, but it is important for us to be able to rationalize and explain where you went wrong so that you can learn from that experience and make sure that the next relationship you have is something that becomes more wholesome and something that actually works out and something that becomes something that you can work on. Now, if you have learned from that, I think a broken relationship can be a wonderful learning experience, but you need to be able to introspect on it. And your parents must be able to help you through that moment in time, simply because you don't rationalize at this point. I mean, I, I can remember me going through this, right? And I, it was a horrendous breakup and it, it was really God awful. And I did speak to you about this when you turned you know, 16, I think, or 17, or somewhere thereabouts, when you turned 16, mm -hmm. right, when you came to Andy, I sat you down and spoke about it. And it was awesome, absolutely awful, right? I mean, it, it was horrendously bad. And the first thing my mother told me was just that, I told you so. Didn't I tell you, you know, you should have listened to me. This is the problem with you, babe. You never listened to me. And, and the whole barrage took place, right? And which obviously made matters worse because here I am eyeballing myself, um, deeply hurt and, um, you know, not knowing what to do with myself. And here's my mother coming and putting fuel to the fire. But the good news was that once that was done, they did sit me down and, and, and had wide open conversations about it. And strangely enough, as a bitter pill, though it may have been, they both sat me down and told me the mistakes I made in that entire relationship, rather than simply blaming her for it and, and telling her how bad a person she was. And, and, and they were very critical of how I handled myself and very critical about what I should have done as opposed to what I did. Now, that honestly, over a period of time, and I did and, and I do think about things, even though I might not necessarily agree with my parents at that moment in time, I do think about things. And when I thought about it, I realized that there were many, many fundamental mistakes I made. First of all, in getting into the relationship. Second of all, perceiving it beyond a certain point in time. And third of all, how I should have gone about it if I wanted something more wholesome out of it. And all of that helped me later on. And I swear to you, I probably would have made those same mistakes with Ammi had I not gone through it. And, and I think it was a learning experience. So all of these things become valuable learning experiences for your life. 
if only you're willing to sit down and rationalize through it. And I think parents play a huge role in that. So when things go south, I think it's instinctive and natural for people and parents especially to turn around and say, I told you so. But I think we need to go beyond that and sit down and explain what can be done about it and what can be put right um, with the next time around in mind. What I think you should watch out for is to be jaded by it. I think that's a horrible mistake. I think the issue is that when relationships go wrong, we really get very jaded about it. And, and, and that's sad. And that beauty of falling in love and uh, being in a relationship and wanting to get married and have children and all of those things become very jaded and you become skeptical and you become cynical and you, you're cautious and you watch out. And, you're, and I think parents should stop their children from doing that to themselves. That is very important. Because if you do, I honestly think you lose out a beautiful part of your life simply because you're now very cautious and you rationalize with everything and you want to make sure everything is right and you become extremely cynical about anything romantic and you want to look at it from a purely rationalistic perspective. And I think you lose out the beauty of life when that happens. So parents have two parts to play in this. I think they need to be able to tell you where you went wrong and what you can do in order to make sure that you learn from that experience. And parents should also stop you from being jaded and being cynical, because otherwise you do not actually enjoy the full breadth of life uh, and love and everything that comes along with it. Because no relationship is perfect um, and you go through ups and downs, um, but you shouldn't be cynical about it and you shouldn't be jaded about it. If you do that, then I think you've lost it. Uh, you really have. And you've lost a beautiful part of life that unfolds itself only if you're open to that suggestion. Now, I'm usually someone who's, um, what do you say, very skeptical when it comes to the concept of love. And if you're thinking it's hard to imagine, well, get this right. I watched Titanic. And in what's considered to be the most romantic part of the movie, I started laughing. I'm supposed to be eyeballing and crying, but I started laughing. And it's the same with the Hindi movie that I watched it, Ammi. I think it's Parnita. Ammi was eyeballing, but I was laughing hysterically. So the concept of love and the whole boyfriends and girlfriends situation is a concept that's new to me. But I think um, I do agree wholeheartedly on the fact that it's an important and beautiful part of life. And we often don't look at the fact that if things go south, you do get jaded and become cynical, skeptical, and bitter about the whole concept of it, which shouldn't be the case because if things went south, it went south. And I guess the idea is you bounce off back from it and don't repeat the same mistakes that you made. But again- When you talk about repeating mistakes, you need to be careful here, right? Why? Now, because they're two different people. Oh. Right. So you, you shouldn't judge the next person that comes into your life by the same yardstick that happened on that happened before. That shouldn't, that's not fair. So you imagine you had a breakup because um, you, um, he or she was unfaithful. It's wrong to assume that 
everyone who comes into your life is going to be unfaithful. That's wrong. It's, it's just wrong, right? So what would you learn from that mistake? If you learn the wrong lessons, no, there, there, is, there is something called learning the wrong lessons out of things also, right? You can learn the wrong lesson. And the lesson to learn is not to kind of get very protective of people and then watch their every movement and things like that. It's not that at all. It's to understand that the person that you're getting into a relationship with a new is a completely different person. So sometimes the mistakes that was made in the previous context has no bearing on this. So the lesson to learn is this, you need to walk into a relationship after a breakup with a blank sheet of paper. But what you can improve in your part as a person to be a better person to whoever that you're getting involved with anew, that is what you should learn. Because you can be a better person out of the hardships that you go through. That part you need to learn. But to hold on to why that relationship went wrong in the first place and try and impose that on the new partner, I think is a massive mistake. I think Because it's a new person. Exactly. I didn't realize it, but I think it's true because not, I mean, everybody is not going to be the same, right? And if you're going to measure the person... They never are. Exactly. And it would be very unfair to measure someone else, the new person that you're getting into the relationship based on somebody else that you had been in a relationship with. Absolutely. That is without a doubt, very unfair. Apache, do you have any final thoughts for parents and young adults and uh, teenagers alike when it comes to the topic of girlfriends, boyfriends and parents? Well, I honestly think for, for children, right? I mean, as a parent, the only thing I would tell children is be sensible about it. Relationships are important. Um, you can't stop yourself from falling in love. But love is a feeling and so is sensibility. Um, and, and the two can mix. And if you're wise about it, um, and you do need to be wise about it, because I think being in a relationship is one thing, getting married is another. And having a happily married life is yet another thing. And the ultimate outcome that you want is not just to be happy in a relationship, but to be happy in marriage. Um, and I know many, many people throw stones at the concept of marriage. Um, I guess I'm old fashioned that way. I do believe in marriage. Um, I do know that marriages can go south and marriages can go bad and people can get very upset over it. But I don't think there's ever been in human history a better institution that is more wholesome to bring up a child than a family. And I think the, the happier the family, the wholesome the family and the, the, the more at ease you are in a family. I think children grow up well. I really do believe in that. Um, and it's not to say that any, any, any family is perfect. We all have lots of things that we need to deal with. But I think it is important to understand that as a family, we would always put you first. And that's what makes growing up wonderful. And I had that privilege of growing up in a family that always put me first. And that was nice. And, it, and then I borrow on that still. Much of what I have, I attribute towards that because I am able to draw on that inner strength simply because growing up, I had that. The anchor was always there. 
So I think whenever you're getting into a relationship, if you have that at the back of your mind, you can easily understand whether this person that you're getting involved with would be able to be that person for your children um, as much as for you. And if you walk on that line, I, I think you will make sensible choices. Having said that, it is important to understand that there are no guarantees in this. Relationships do take time, do take effort, and do take a few sacrifices along the way as well to make work. And it's tough, tough work. And I think it's important, no matter how old you are, getting into a relationship, that you understand that you have a part to play in it and that you need to put in time and effort into it also. So the romanticism will come easy when you're young. Um, that comes naturally, that comes instinctively. Nobody needs to give you advice on that, you will know. The only thing I will tell you in, in, in conclusion is as a child, do be a little conservative if you can in how you behave, especially in public when you're in a relationship. Don't do something that is going to end up on social media and don't do something that would disrepute your parents and cause your parents harm. Be sensible to that and be respectful of that. From a parent's perspective, the only advice I can give, um, having put my parents through it, and I know the kind of difficulties I put them through because of it, is that as a parent, you've got to understand that at some point, it's your child's life. And your job is to guide them and navigate them and help them navigate their own decisions. Um, I honestly don't think that coming down hard and trying to stop something actually works in your favor. If you believe that this is the wrong choice of a partner that your child has found, I think it's up to us to be able to help them see that for themselves. If you can do that, they will make the decision to part ways themselves. And that is always a better way than stopping it. Because if you stop it, and I remember having this conversation with my mom, and I told her, if I walk away from this simply because you're telling me to, at the back of my head, I will always ask the question, what if I pursued? And that's a niggling feeling you don't want to have. But I pursued it. It didn't go right. It ended horribly. And my mother did tell me, I told you so. But through all of it, I knew it was on me. And therefore, it was easier to deal with it. Now, had I not done that, and imagine if I let go of that relationship, and I went into another relationship that my parents approved, and that went south. Now what? Now I will be blaming my parents for it, and I will never take full ownership of it. So I do think it's important that we understand that as parents. And if we feel, and sometimes we do feel that the, I mean, you've, brought in a couple of names uh, ever so often and dropped a few names to Ammi and me and all, only to Amma and it, through Amma it has come to me. And we've kind of done a little CID job of it and we thought it wasn't probably the right choice to make. And I think that's all we impressed upon you to say, look at these angles of it mm -hmm. and see whether it is right for you. And, and I think you made that call for yourself mm -hmm. before it went beyond a certain point. And I think that's all we can do. And that's all we should do. Because ultimately, we need to understand that it's our children that will have to make um, those decisions. 
we are not going to be there forever. We can't shield our children from every bad thing that's going to happen to them. Our job, I think, is to equip you with the tools, techniques, and the resilience to be able to make those decisions. And should those decisions not go right, to have the ability to claw back out of it and be able to bounce back and be well after that. That much, I think, we should teach our children. Um, and if we do that, I think it holds you well throughout your life, irrespective of what happens to you. And that, I think, is can never be done if we make decisions on behalf of our children. So I think those two aspects should be weighed in equally. I think so too. And thank you very much, Apache. That has brought us to the end of this week's conversation on the topic of girlfriends, boyfriends, and patients, parents. <laughs> to summarize what we spoke on today, we <laughs> Patients also, yes. <laughs> to give you a quick summary on what we spoke on today, we spoke about if there's a right time to pursue a relationship, um, getting parents' approval, and why parents object to a relationship. We looked at when a relationship goes south, when the parents should actually turn around and say, you know what, I told you so. Finally, we looked at what to do when you actually do come have a breakup, whether you bounce into a new relationship with the same yardstick of the previous person that you were in, but or walking with a blank sheet of paper. We also looked at not being uh, jaded and cynical and bitter about the whole concept of love after going through a breakup and the roles parents and children both have to play in it. And with that, I hope you've got some new perspective to the topic of girlfriends, boyfriends and parents. And I hope it was a valuable conversation. I know I learned a lot of new things and I hope you did too. With that, this is Shakya the Wise Owl over and 